Don't miss your free chance to tune into Benzinga's very own bootcamp series on November 20th. If you're looking to dive into new concepts and grow your account, this one's for you. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit. Good morning, everybody. Happy Monday. Welcome to Pre-Market Prep. Spencer Israel, Joel Conan, Dennis Dick is here. He'll be with us in just a minute. We got a whole weekend of things to talk about. I want to talk about steel stocks today because that seems to be the macro headline of the day. I want to talk about Roblox. We got a couple of EV delivery numbers to report from August to talk about. We got Tim Quast on the show today, 835 from Market Structure Edge. Looking forward to that. As always, we got questions from our chat. We got charts. We got this. We got that. Joel, speaking of charts, where are your charts? But actually, before we get to those charts, Tell me how I need to know how many trick or treaters you got yesterday. Under, under, under what? Under like forty? Under the amount of candy that we bought. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, fair uh, enough. I would say between thirty and forty. Okay. Uh, about five o'clock, I went into like double handful mode. Yeah. And uh, Lisa got pretty upset. We're not going to have enough candy, and uh, it turned out that we have leftover candy. So no, it was a good Halloween, and it's a good day for the markets. Uh, the buyers were looking in the after hours. They were looking at that six p.m. open. We're up eighteen handles at forty six fifteen. Uh, crude after a flat week, that's up thirty six cents at eighty three ninety three. Gold in the green by three fifty at seventeen eighty seven forty. Uh, silver, this is caught flat here twenty three ninety three. Bitcoin down a tad, but holding sixty k. Tested that a couple times last week, down six hundred bucks at sixty two thousand four hundred and ten. Ethereum futures after making that new all-time high. Uh, oh, no, not all-time high. New high for the move on uh, Friday. That's down to $73.50. 43.76 and a quarter. Uh, good morning, uh, Triple D. And uh, how, were, how was the trick-or-treating for your family? Oh, it was pretty good. It was uh, first time in our uh, well rental house. So we did this whole subdivision there. The kids liked it. We had a few kids because we're in a subdivision where on our other place, it's not as much of a subdivision. So we don't usually get any kids. So we had maybe 40, 50 kids, which was quite a wow. few. Nice. Uh, the boy started handing out candy and then it got interesting because he's handing out mitfuls. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, you got to slow it down too. So actually we had got to words where they were still coming at 730 and he had to go into his own stash and start Ooh. giving away that candy too oh, so oh, yeah so hitting them like you know it's like you learn the hard way right so you're giving out too much candy oh now you got to go into your own stash yeah. and start giving out candy there's an economics slash central banking lesson to be learned here i think, <laughs> I think so you know, dip into your own stash yeah, you know yeah, what uh, your own stash. yeah you know what we used to do back in the old days when you ran out of candy oh no is this gonna be a good story or a bad story it's not, it's not a good story at all what you give used out? to hand out money. Oh. You know, like, I, w- I don't want to say The boy pennies. wouldn't do that, I'll tell you that much. There was no way he was handing out money. <laughs> <laughs> the candy one thing, the boy going to hand out money. I remember going trick-or-treating, and there'd be, like, this one house, and they'd give you a penny for every, they'd say, how old you are? If you were seven, you got seven pennies, and if you were, you know, this may be dating ourselves here, Joel, when pennies were actually. Yeah, I think, I mean, I they eliminated the penny that. in Canada. But yeah, and then you know the, the kids would start figuring that out, and then they'd start lying about the age. Oh, I'm 25. Oh, you're too old for trick or treating. You don't get anything at all. <laughs> so, uh, I know my one friend gave out Play-Doh, which is a pretty cool, uh, you know, interesting thing. Little tubs of Play-Doh. So, lots of interesting things out there for trick or treating. You miss trick or treating, Joel? Uh, I mean, we did. It's been a while with the kids. Uh, yeah, I'll tell you, I missed it when it was like nice weather. But it, when it was like raining, oh, sleet and snow, it seems like it's always raining on Halloween. It's like three Halloweens in a row here. It was raining here too, just not crazy, but just enough to annoy you. But it seems it didn't rain all day, and then it started sprinkling just you know through the Halloween. So it just seems like it's enough to annoy you. So, but right. let's go to the markets. Yeah, let's go to the markets. Let's start with what I perceive to be the macro headline of the day, which is this, it was over the weekend the U.S. and the EU agreed to uh, pause tariffs that have been in place uh, since the Trump administration on steel and aluminum. So you're seeing steel stocks go higher. You're seeing Harley-Davidson. They are celebrating this headline at at the uh, Hog headquarters uh, this morning. They sent out a statement that were like, this is amazing. Explain to us 
Okay. Why Harley Davidson benefits from the lifting of steel tariffs? Well, they've been paying higher prices for for, for the their, steel that they're making. Well, is that, not I so mean, much steel, but aluminum. I, I aluminum. I, I would gather, but uh, yeah. I do see the, the rally, so I'm not going to challenge you. The stock is rallying significantly this morning. It's just not the first thing I would think of. Oh, you know, steel tariffs being lifted. Let's buy Harley Davidson. Definitely not the first stock I would have thought of, but <laughs> not going to argue with the pre market action. Hog trading up substantially, up 8.44% in the pre-market. I don't know, does this kickstart this dog, Joel? And Hog has definitely been a dog over the course of the last eight months, down from 50 to 36. What are you saying on the chart? I just don't, I'm just saying, what's going to happen at 40 bucks? I mean, I, it's just it's a huge area of interest here with the stock up 8.5%, up $3. I don't know when the last time it's moved $3. Well, it had a big spike a couple days ago. But man, if the buyers can, uh, you know, get this thing over 40 and hold 40, then good for them. It's going to 41. I just look at all this. <laughs> the buyers can go and hold 40. It's going to 41. Well, that's not that exciting. That's not investment advice. I'm just, it's well, just, we don't investment advice. There's, yeah, there's nothing in there and it's just a big level. So I got to imagine, I don't know if it, if it can open this high. I mean, how much volume has it? It's traded 71 K. It's going to have to chew volume. Through, that's volume for hog at this time of day. They're going to have to volume. chew through the 37, 38, 39 sellers. And I bet you there's a boat loaded 40. So number of the day, 40, use it as you will. Yeah. So also watching steel stocks, obviously, right? Mm-hmm. X, Nucor, Cleveland Cliffs. Watching those tickers. They're all- and I mean, X got kickstarted with their report. Yes. You know, we know they had a blowout report. Making so much money. We said even on the show on Friday that on the bottom line, they almost made as much as Amazon. That was from uh, Spinner saying that, and it was accurate, which is crazy on the bottom line. I mean, the steel stocks have been cheap for a while, but they are cyclical. So you have to consider that, that this might be as good as it gets right now, and there's going to be times where they're not making nearly as much money. So, But still, X, you know, X taking off. I do own the new core, NUE. Um, you do see X falling through a little bit here this morning. MT is trading up, obviously, over in Europe, big steel company over in Europe. And then I believe I sold my Cleveland Cliffs. I did. So the only one I have left is Nucor. I sold the Cleveland Cliffs because it got back up to that resistance again, Joel. I mean, it's been in a range. yeah. 20 to 26 has been the range. And I was like, well, you know what? It does that in three days. It's too much, too fast. Comes back down to 22-ish. I probably even 23, maybe. Maybe a reload. So you're 2430 up a little bit here this morning. But if it was to come in more, I'd probably reload. But this is the type of market. When you get the 10, 12% gainers in a week, you have to take it. I mean, yeah, we're making all-time highs, but there's so many other stocks that are not making new all-time highs. You know, it's been a market where it's been led by mega caps, obviously, but it's also been led by you know technology. But in other sectors, it's it's been a lot of chops. So you gotta take the money while you got it. And look at that steel dynamics too that Joel's got up on the screen, right? I, all these charts look big insane. move, yeah, huge, huge move. If you go back, like look at the monthly, right? I mean, yeah. fifty-five yeah. to sixty-six. I mean, these are big moves. So I don't know. I I don't want to chase in this environment. I mean, it's paid to chase some tech stocks, maybe, but still, it's 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 been a tough environment to chase. Even though we're at all-time highs, there's so many stocks that are not even close to all-time highs. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Um, it's rotation that keeps us strong. We know that. And technology, you know, it's just, you can't beat it. I mean, all of this growth tech stocks are back in favor. The Kathy stocks, for the most part, are back in favor. Um, you know, not saying Kathy's back, but I'll tell you, right now, when you look at the ARKK chart, Joel, and bring this up, because this is a very good indicator, even if you don't like Kathy, it's a very good indicator for growth tech, because she buys everything growth. And you look at this, and what do I see on this chart? I see a little bit of a reverse head and shoulders on ARKK. Not saying I'm a big pattern trader, but I can see, you know, like you start breaking out, you get above that 125. Man, you are like, are you looking at my charts as you're doing this? You don't like why? You don't because I just drew a line. Oh, did you do it? I just drew on the monthly. I just, uh, I just drew a line. There's two monthly highs here. A little bit above there. I knew you were ballparking it, but I was just, I was just looking. I mean, it's to me, it's a little closer to 126 because the August and September high, 26 and a quarter, 26.32. Your current high is 24.45. But man, you get through that 26.30 area and. Next monthly high is not up to thirty one fifty five, so that's what I'm focused. I mean, twenty five is close, but twenty six thirty—that's the real number. 
Uh, and I'm just looking at the, you know, we've had a lot. Obviously, Kathy's had a tough eight months. Stock's gone nowhere. It's still significantly off the highs. But we've been in consolidation for a while. And if growth tech uh, benefits from maybe this November, December rally, which I think could happen, you know, I just don't see why not. You know, like uh, we've shrugged off so many concerns. I, I, I just think we're going to go into ramp it up mode into the end of the year. You want to probably be more aggressive. So why not be in growth tech? That's probably going to move cryptos looking a lot healthier. I mean, we got Bitcoin up near the highs. Um, you know, maybe not today, you know, but, you know, what is Bitcoin doing today? I never even looked, to be honest. Uh, they're, they're, Don't you listen to the top of the show? They're down now. No, I was actually running around, actually. And if you're asking me about the shirt, some people may be commenting on the shirt. It's the same shirt I wore Friday's show. It is coincidental. It actually did get washed through that. But the second thing was I How realized. Wait, you know what, Dennis? I do that too, though. I'll wear... I, didn't, I didn't wear this shirt for three consecutive days. Wait, yeah, no, I'll do that too. I'll, I'll, I'll wear a shirt, wash it, and then it's the first shirt that I wear again. So, yeah, I like the daddy I, I, shirt. I believe you. I believe you, Dennis. Yeah, it actually did get washed. So I haven't been just been wearing the same shirt for three days straight. I'm wearing the same hairdo for three days straight, but I haven't been wearing the same shirt. But there was an issue here. So I actually went upstairs. This is why I was late for the show. So this is where I'm getting from. I missed the top of the show. Because I realized at the last minute, I was like, oh, my goodness, I'm wearing the same shirt again. And somebody will comment on the show. So I go upstairs. Well, anyways, what happened in the middle of the night to wake us all up um, was... Um, there's a top shelf above our closet that collapsed in the middle of the night in the rental. So uh, father-in-law put it up. We'll say that. <laughs> it, it actually, I was considering was, did I put that up? And then no, no, uh, my father-in-law put it up. He usually does a pretty good job, but he put it up. But anyways, obviously not good enough in this case. Maybe we put too much weight on it, but that collapsed and it was the very top shelf in the closet. So then that knocked down the clothes hanger where all my shirts hang, and that's collapsed too. So I went up there to change my shirt. Uh -huh. I looked at the debacle of what the, what the bedroom <laughs> closet was, and I was like, I'll go with the same shirt. So anyways, nobody got hurt. It's all good. Maybe a few things got broken. Can, can we start a new segment? Did, Dennis... Worst tangent of the week. Oh, no. I thought that wasn't bad. No, no, that wasn't bad. I, I, I don't know how it went from your shirt because Friday, it was Bitcoin. You said, why don't you listen to the Bitcoin. top of the show? This all you started, started from it. Bitcoin. No one, has, no, one has more, no one has more house adventures than Dennis. Oh, you guys, I know the house You guys adventures. got a new story every day. It's I'm never great. going to get that other house built, I don't think, either. So, you know, it's just... <laughs> We're, we're still framing. We're trying Lower steel hard, prices. But... Lower steel prices. For well, you. we've already paid for all the steel, so it's too late <laughs> for that now, Joel. The steel's in the house, so the lumber is pretty much bought, too. So we're at a point now where we're just getting dinged on the higher labor costs, which <laughs> I, get, I, I buy everything at the worst possible prices. So don't follow me on house building. Yeah, house building uh, 101, I did not rate the book for it. I'll tell you that. Me, good point from Nature Bound in the chat. Do you want me to buy you a stud finder? Is that what you need? I think so on that closet okay. collapse. Maybe. I'm going to have to go check I, it I out. Have those. Maybe. Okay. Uh, hey, I want to real quick hit on some uh, uh, EV stocks because we get their delivery numbers every month. Uh, the bottom line here, uh, XPEV, XPUNG, their deliveries uh, were, were good. They delivered uh, for the second month in a row more than 10,000 cars. Neos was not good. Neos was light. They delivered about 3,600 cars in October, which was actually down – who thought that was good? No, that's down for them twenty seven percent year over year, uh, and the Lee also uh, Lee uh, Auto uh, their deliveries also came in a little bit light compared to the prior month. So, um, uh, but Neo is, is the big one here because because uh, again year over year de decline in deliveries for a company making you know delivering three thousand cars, you know per month. Uh, you, you, What's you, 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 you want to see you want to see exponential growth there, not a year over year decline. XPEV, so, well, XPEV, oh, XPEV is going to be higher because their deliveries were at least comparable um, and near an all time high for them. Uh, Neo and and Lee, uh, not so much. So, hey Dennis, I just want to make one quick suggestion for you. You should oh, look no. up um, Stitch Fix and. Uh, <laughs> Maybe sign up for it. So you're bringing us back on the tangent, too. You like the tangent, or you wouldn't have brought us back there. Well, Stitch Fix. We're just going to do one of these days, we're just going to do an all tangent show where we don't follow any of the script. Not that we ever have every day. anyways, but they've tried to give us a script, you know, like not that I ever look at it. <laughs> Mitch tries hard to keep us in line. We're going to do an all tangent show where we just do tangents. And that's guys, we're talking deliveries, deliveries. <laughs> Darth Mitch in the background Dude, yeah. here, who has the messed up mic this morning. I have no idea what's going on. He's spoken. I was like, 
who's speaking right now? It's Darth Mitch in the background. So, yeah, we're focused on delivery. So, no more tangents. Okay. Just delivery. Okay. Sorry. Um, what doesn't even matter, all these other ones. It's all about Tesla. All Tesla. I mean, it, well, it's going 2000, not even joking at this point in time. I mean, actually, you look at this thing, it's up $30, $40 every day. I said it again on Friday. I'm like to uh, my buddy there, we're trading, and I'm like, I right, should just buy Tesla. Because you know it's going to be up like 30, 40 points on Monday. That's just what it does. Well, you know, for no reason whatsoever, it just goes up 30 points on Monday. Tesla, when it's making new all-time highs, begets new all-time highs. There's some stocks that don't break out well. Tesla is not one of those stocks. When it starts breaking out, it goes and goes and goes. And if you're playing this breakout from like 870 or 880. Or really 900. Let's say 800. You are up. This is just incredible. But you are up 40% in 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 15. In 14 trading sessions, you're up 40%. Tesla, with one of the biggest market caps in the world, is up 40% on basically no news. What was Is there, is there news in there, Spencer? Is it, we had a like a reasonable headline to really be driving Tesla up 40%. In 14 days? Yeah, yeah. the news was it got $2 trillion. That was the news. I, it was the Hertz is really what it was. Well, they, yeah. The, the Hertz earned, kickstart. Yeah. That's what earnings? really kickstarted is that Hertz bought some cars. Bankrupt Hertz bought 100,000 cars, and they can't stop buying Tesla since. But that's the way this market works. We know Mitch, Darth Mitch in the background is all about story. Tesla story is still hot, still intact. Valuation never has mattered ever. It probably won't matter tomorrow either. So if you're shorting this or trading this on valuation, you're doing it absolutely backwards with stocks and making new all-time highs. You absolutely cannot be short no matter how much you don't like the company. Joel, and- Joel is correct because they had earnings on the 20th. So you, so you could say that jump-started it as well. But yeah, the, the news is that it's going up and then that be, it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. It just keeps going up. This so. just hurts kick-started it. This was hurts. And yep. we, we can see the gap up in the chart. Okay, maybe 800. It was 900 when Hertz came on. But, I mean, you got the 100-point pop when Hertz. And now it is a short squeeze. Anybody who's short this thing is like, ah, for sure. But there's just there's just people want to own this company. Although, people want to own this stock. I, I, so, I was, so since February, we've been waiting to see. February was when all the EV stocks that were hot came back down to earth. And now we've been waiting since then. To see, okay, who is there going to be? There's going to be another one at least that will come back and maybe challenge Tesla in a way. Um, is that going to be Lucid? Because we're reaching the point now in Lucid Motors where we're we're basically in hold on to your hat mode right now because this thing is going, par- going, today. going parabolic right now. Yeah. Um, is this going to be? We haven't seen this. We haven't seen any EV stock go parabolic since February, or January, right? At the latest. Um, so now it's happening here. Is Lucid going to be that challenger? Is there? There's the other EV stocks. Some of the, the newer plays are working too right now. That's the lithium true. stocks are really exploding too. I mean, Joel, we have, do you still have your LTHM? The whole thing. The whole, you never sold a share. Oh, I sold nope. more. I sold half. <laughs> you, That's you I, bought, I bought uh, 50% more when you did that. Joel, you <laughs> bought my shares. Good job, Joel. I mean, that's breaking out. This EV trade is fully on right now. And I don't know when it's going to cool up, but Tesla's obviously the driver. But you see lithium breaking out new highs. LAC is another one. I own that. I own both of these breaking out new highs. Fisker even, which I own Fisker, is trying to break out here, Joel. It's starting to look a little bit healthier. Obviously, some of these other plays like Lucid have been leading the charge there too. And, fully. and QS. I'm fully intended on that one. And QS, QuantumScape. Quantumscape exploding. Yeah. What about Ride? Is Ride ever? I, I pulled it up. I pulled it up. I didn't want to mention it. No. It's got a lot. Of, you know what, though? Hey, it's got a lot of consolidation here around $5 now. If you want to take a shot, could you pop to six or seven? I think you could. This... I don't have any. It's been a. It's been the dog of the group. It remains the dog of the group. But could it pop to six or seven? Maybe. I, I, what are your thoughts on Ride? The consolidation is there. You know where yeah. your out is. Stop yeah. yourself out at the low of the move, 464. It's a little bit of a, you know, because $5 stocks. It's like a 12, 13% stop loss, which isn't that great. But at least you've consolidated. I mean, there may be easier money. Seems like just Tesla goes up every day. But eventually you're going to have the one concern here is, is that Tesla is definitely entering overbought territory. So are you going to get a 100 point pullback in Tesla one of these days? He kind of already did three days ago. And when it went from 1094 down to 1001, and what they do, they just start buying it again the next day. So I'm not sure where the Tesla bandwagon, but if Tesla continues to make new highs, you got to think the other EV trades are going to follow suit. 
How about you, uh, Workhorse, too? Hasn't left a station. What's that yet. doing? Nothing. Nothing. You, you know what? I'm At least you're about, consolidating. You're not going down yeah. anymore. That's the good thing. On you know what I'm going to say about both, about both of them is they both have lottery appeal. They do. They both and have I bet you in the options, I bet you there's some people buying calls and some of these things, too. They do have the lottery appeal. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, I haven't looked at you know open interest on any of those things, but I think there's always some lottery appeal to those stocks. So I I know, I know what you're going to say because like, so Lucid and QuantumScape are kind of the two that are that are moving the most right now. Um, you know I I, I know and, and Fisker I guess a little bit, but you know I know what you're going to say about Lucid right? Don't chase it up here, but um, is there a setup at all? You, you know like like where would you on stop, Lucid? Where would you stop yourself out? Oh, you know, I, I, I I don't right, think you can. I don't. You'd have to stop yeah. yourself out of the thirty-five forty-three from yes mm. from Friday, I think. Yeah. Um, but the problem is the stock's wild, so it could come down like thirty-five, stop you, out, and then start rip roaring yeah. again. So yeah. sometimes you know, and there's some you know, sometimes just playing the momentum. You know, maybe you do something like that. But do you want to chase up three, four bucks? I don't like chasing. So Nico, I don't. Nico I do twelve right now. Nikola just just hit twelve. I haven't looked at the Nikola. We're oh, looking Nicola. at the we're really combing the ditches when we're looking at Nikola and Ride. But you know what? Okay. They don't look bad. These charts have consolidated. They if they if Tesla continues, I think eventually ride and Nikola will catch a bit too. It depends on Tesla. So if Tesla turns around and starts getting spanked, it'll pull the whole EV sector. All these stocks are just being led and they're showing life in the last couple of days because of Tesla. So Tesla is trying is leading the charge here. Again, there's the pun. Uh leading the charge here. I, I don't know if there's a catch up trade, Nikola, Ride, Workhorse, but there, you know, you've got a, you've got yourself an out at least. Yep. I think this is a real interesting candle for Lucid, right? Or what what you have going on today, because you made a new high for the move, right? You got a little overextended. You had sellers come in. You, sellers took it down, and now all of a sudden, ooh, wow, that's a lot of volume, though. Six point six mil. Is that right? Am I looking at that right? Oh wow. yeah, it's tra- it's crazy. That's yeah, a lot of volume. No, I would it's, just it's say every morning it's it's huge volume right now. I would just say on this one, if you don't get through that forty fifty early, I don't know if I'd want to. I I don't want to know if I want to be long because you got a lot of people got caught here. Oh, it's going to forty two. It's going to forty three. It's going to forty five. It's going to fifty, and then they pulled the rug out. And now all these people that got stuck here. You know, let's say in the, since noon, right around noon, you know, these 38 to 36 buyers, they're scratching their head on the close, and then boom, now you got this. So keep an eye. I mean, it, the pre-market high is right under there, under 40 and a half, 40, 46. So if you really want to say, you know, to keep going, uh, just, you know, the red candle, the pullback, we'll see what happens at 40, 50. Yep. This has been your your, your wild child. The EV trade is still fully on, though, and it's leading it. It's leading mm-hmm. the market here. So keep an eye on Tesla if you're trading any of these stocks. Lucid, too. Like, I know people can say Lucid leads, but Tesla will lead as well. So keep an eye. As long as Tesla stays healthy, these EV trades probably still stay healthy. Okay. All right. I want to move on to Ro- to uh, Roblox here because um, it's sort of – I had nothing to do all weekend. This was the story of the weekend is that Roblox was down – Basically all weekend, it was, it was like more than two days. It was like since the Thursday. market appears to care. I, no, I mean that's what I'm saying. <laughs> the market <laughs> the stock's up, it doesn't care. seem to care. Um, I, I, I think I suspect maybe it's because mostly kids are on Roblox and not not adults. But I mean, Roblox is a fifty billion dollar company. Can you just imagine? I mean, it's it's more than Twitter. Can you imagine if Twitter was down for three whole days? I mean kind of crazy right to think about anyway the stock is not reacting the market doesn't care at all but i I found this to be a very interesting i didn't even see it get that much press over the weekend so i I never even heard about it to be honest with yeah that's my point yeah so i find that a very interesting phenomenon here there you have this huge company uh huge platform down for three days Eh, nobody really cares i don't know this story i I don't know if i Part of me wants to get behind it, and we have traded it a couple of times, but I it's, I don't know if the story is just getting started or if the story has already happened. That's where I, I'm, I'm mixed on RBLX, so I don't have any opinion on it here. I mean, it's in the middle of the 85 area. Could it eventually see 100? It could, but could the story cool off? It could as well, so I don't think there's easy money in Roblox here. Joel, thoughts, concerns? Uh, I do in this 50% here. That was the you know the part of the move. It traded way up to 90. It traded through that. 
and it's been consolidating, trading above and below this area. So, you know, two bucks away holds this eighty-two fifty. I, I like it. You got to assume it's going to go back and work its way uh, towards ninety. I want to get real excited about it trading in triple digits again until it takes out the pair of monthly highs from August and September between ninety forty-three and ninety ninety-five. So I know Roblox is like tangentially related to uh, to the metaverse. So. This begs the question: If if you're in the metaverse, oh, the metaverse. and it cr- and it crashes, do you die? Like, how does that work? Because this is this like a matrix situation where you're where if you die in the matrix, you die in real life. Because because no. we just saw robots come down for three days. I mean, are you what happens to you if you're in if you're in there when it crashes? Are you just in the suspended? animation don't ask me and joel questions about the metaverse we don't know anything about the metaverse. Right, I, we I, live I, in the we live in the universe the I, wor- real world here i don't live in the metaverse i don't understand the metaverse i don't get the metaverse i guess the gaming aspect i can appreciate it to a certain extent but this you know even getting into with it the virtual homes and people buying millions of dollars because they can go sit in their virtual home i i honestly it's I just don't get it. But is there, you know, trades off of this? Absolutely. I mean, it's the hot thing. I mean, Facebook's changed their name to Meta, so all of these little AR companies probably going to benefit from it. And there's a pile of them. I know Veri's one Veritone, which is you know an oh, AR good company. Old, wow, Remember that, that oh, and it's up near the highs. Look at it. It's new. It's new. Not all time highs, but new like 52 would... week highs. The stock's been in the gutter, but I don't think it's coincidental. It's been showing life, you know, in the last few days here with you know a lot of talk about the metaverse but you know veri was a bear remember barons had that you know like two years yeah ago, we mentioned it and then barons mentioned it i think barons, <laughs> has, barons no, i swear stuff. i remember right. this i don't see cmc is barons taking our stuff yeah too. and i you know what i remember this because i liked it who someone mentioned it to me i don't know if it was gene i can't remember but there was a gap. This was back in 2017. And I said, you know, I'm going to put my order in for the gap fill. And it missed it by like a nickel. And then over the weekend, the Barons had their, their write-up and they had that pair. But I totally forgot about that stock. But um, I was mentioning this to Mitch and Spencer. I don't know if you came on, but I, I was wondering if this, uh, this metaverse thing is like the jump to shark moment for Facebook. and. Uh, they both said no. They both said, well, I don't know about uh, you, Spencer, but Mitch said no. He thinks that this is this is going to be huge, that uh, it's going to be really, you know, they're making the change at the right time. This we'll is see. not Metaverse is probably not Joel and I's cup of tea. So I'm going to use the chat here right now. Chat, give us your best plays on the Metaverse. So give us, you know, like and there's a lot of people in the chat. The chat is really good at following this stuff. We know Mitch's background is going to but I want to use the chat today. So, chat, throw on your tickers for the best metaverse plays. I throw VRI. I'm not saying I'm going and buying it, but if you're a believer in the metaverse and this is going to be the future and we're all going to not live in reality anymore, we're all going to live in virtual reality. Give us your best metaverse plays. You was one that was given to us from Eddie, and it was given to us by Michael Pactor on this show. It's one that I royally screwed up because I bought it the day Michael Pactor said he loved Unity, and I took the profit on the swing trade and i should not have because it's making new highs so you i love you i would be a pullback on you we got a whole pile of metaverse symbols coming at us here and and i'll I'll read you a few of them yeah uh, and and then i will defer to my own pick but uh mttr fastly um fastly they got fastly as a metaverse part mana unity which you we just talked about yeah i love you we just talked about nvidia's in there why not just get all of them in one fell swoop with the metaverse etf it's already a thing maybe we should just buy meta yeah maybe we should just buy meta at this point it's basically just a big tech etf but yeah that's the idea behind it so why not just Throw all your eggs. Throw your eggs in ten thousand. We gotta go look. I want to see what's in Meta. I will so, tell you. I'll tell you right oh, now. Oh, tell me, please tell me. Show me on the screen too. Show me you what want, you is want me to in show Meta. You? All right. Yeah, okay. because if it's all like I will show you a from... couple of stocks, then you have to consider that. If it's all there, I'm not. I'm not. Sure. I'm, but I'm not even sure I'm a believer in the whole metaverse craze here. here yet. But show me what's in there. There we go. Nvidia, right. Microsoft, Roblox, Facebook, Unity, Autodesk, Tencent. Amazon, Taiwan Semi, 
I am a lot of cues. That's what I said. <laughs> that's, that's, what, that's, look. that's exactly what I said. This I said, doesn't look like a nice short, you know, we find I don't see Veritone in there, Joel. I don't see yeah. the one other ones. Well, this you, is just the top holding. Is Uni, that's Unity a Software classic ETF. Classic ETF. We're gonna make a basket Dark. of something that's not what it should be about. <laughs> oh, all right, okay. Classic I, I love ETF the, style. I love the new Mitch voice though in the background. It's I, good. I, I'm I'm going to defend them. Because those are just the top holdings. If you if you go look at the entire holdings, which I'm going to download right now, they, they've got some some uh, outliers in there. Is that um, James Earl Jones in the background? Yes, it is. Yes. Um, so, but again, that's the idea, right? Is it's a broad based bet. So I would defer to the ETF for that. But um, there's dozens of plays out here for. Uh, for Why are we taking Dennis? Are we taking? Mm, I we went down when we go down two S and P points. Joel's ready to throw in the towel on the portfolio, even though he's the most. He's been the most. He if anybody talks against their book more than Joel, I don't know because yeah. <laughs> Joel's been bearish a long time, but he's not allowed to sell stocks. Thank goodness for Lisa. <laughs> he I did. To I told you money. I sold a little bit of Twitter. Oh, you did. You were able to. You put in the business plan, and you were able to get out of some Twitter. No, that's a good call. I didn't tell her. I didn't tell her. I saw a funny tweet on the weekend. They were giving their price targets. I don't know who it was, but they were giving their price targets for like all these asset classes, and if you can call them asset classes, but they had Bitcoin, you know, at like two hundred thousand. They're twenty twenty two, and they had Ethereum at ten thousand, and they had Microsoft at five hundred, and Amazon at five thousand. They had Twitter at two. <laughs> it was all the big, and the Twitter was at two. So you can tell how much Twitter is loved by the street right now. Are there selling balances, Dennis, or what are you seeing? Yeah, I haven't looked, we haven't looked at imbalances in a while. Let's go take a look. They are small and non-existent, right? Ford, three hundred fifty thousand to buy. My Ford doing pretty good. Oh, Ford's um, at seventeen this morning. Visa, seventy three thousand to buy. Big buy imbalance in Visa here this morning. Maybe it's a little bit of an oversold play. Ah. No, nah, you know what? There's hardly anything really jumping. Okay, at me. I just wondered. So, so they're, they're mixed. They're mostly buys, but the biggest one jumping out at me is Ford. Uh, I'm I'm not sure what happened to BTBT at the close on Friday. I don't know if you saw this, Dennis. Yeah, well, I was trying to figure that out too. I don't know. Does anyone in the chat know what happened to BTBT? On it Friday? just exploded for at four yeah. o'clock on Friday for for no yeah. reason. Was there a headline or something? It almost looks like a headline, but then it halted actually, and it never reopened. So it gapped up, hit limit up, limit down, and then halted. I'm not even sure the 14 and a quarter print is a good one because I don't see. I'm not seeing it. Yeah, I don't see it. I see a 14 and a quarter on my one software, but I'm not even sure that was a good print. So it's actually showing the close. Do you see the close of 14 and a quarter, Joel? Yeah. I see the official close of 14 and a quarter, but I don't really see that trade of 14 and a quarter. I got to go look at the tape. I'm going to look at the tape because yeah. let's try to figure it out. I'm going back to Friday's tape. And if you ever want to look, you go to the consolidated tape and you can go. And I, my, my software keeps three days of all the trades are going by. So I can look through and see what's happened for the last three days. I could download if I wanted to know more. But... Alex Mendez says it was 4 million shares to buy on BTB. Is that what it was? A huge buy? That, that's what Alex Mendez said. Oh, said. so it was a huge buy imbalance. I mean, that's... Why don't fall that stock? So there, that's why I probably there, there was a There was almost 5 million of volume. In... Oh, short it. squeeze. Oh, that's what it is. It's a short squeeze. I'm going there right now. 12. Oh, yeah. Here we go. So 11.50, it started taking uh, at, at rate. So you're right. It's probably a big buy imbalance. Can you see it? Oh, yeah. Here it is. Here's the print. Closing print. Wow. Gap up closing print on NASDAQ 14 and a quarter. It was trading out of the halt. So they halted it limit up at 55.17. So it got halted and you couldn't trade anymore. And that was at 11.63. And then the, the gap up close was 14 and a quarter. And immediately after hours, it was trading 12 bucks. So the only people who were getting that print were people who had the order out there, obviously, before the closing print in between 11.55. If you're selling it into the halt, you, and a lot of times these are sales when these things limit up, limit down, halt. Sometimes they halt up. Sometimes it's good to get your order out there and get the hell out. Uh, but BTBT, 14 a quarter was the closing print on NASDAQ, 3.8 million shares. And then it was immediately back down to 12. So no idea, but I guess it was a big buy imbalance. I don't know. I, uh, maybe Looks like a big buy imbalance right from the right from the script. Right from well, the, let, let's bring on. Let's bring on Tim Quast. It's time for uh, Market Structure Mondays, and let, let, let's get out. Tim's thoughts on all this. Tim Quast, founder and CEO of Market Structure Grids. Tim, good morning. How was your weekend? Save big on brunch for mom. All in the Kroger app. 
Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Uh, it was fabulous. We were in Ooh, San like Antonio. It was, oh. uh, yeah. So uh, one of our favorite uh, spots on the planet is the Hotel Emma in uh, San Antonio. Is, and what's is, that the the place with, is that the place with the river that goes through it? The river it's, walk. The river. So the river walk is is several miles long. So uh, it basically begins in the Pearl District, and then if you walk up the river, that will take you downtown. Okay. Walk down the river. Walk down the river. Yeah. So it's it's a great it's a great walk, and uh, the 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 uh, you know I'm an evil rich capitalist, so I can stay there. Huh. But if you know if you use uh, if you use market structure edge, you can too. It's just a fabulous place. There are fabulous. Fabulous restaurants there. It is just a, a lovely spot on the planet. Uh, Dennis, I've looked at houses there. I don't own one there. <laughs> this guy so, owns a house every Did you go to place. the Alamo? Uh, we've been to the Alamo many times. You know we didn't go I, this time. I think you forgot. I think you forgot. Did, did I? <laughs> that, that was a... That was a joke. Never mind. Okay. He, he, he did not remember the Alamo. All right, moving on. Um, <laughs> Tim, Tim, Tim. We, we, we remembered the Alamo. We okay. know it's like three blocks off the Riverwalk, right oh, at about Navarro. <clears throat> That's where you – Tim, yeah. we, we've had a couple of days now to digest the all the big reports from last week, right? Apple, uh, Amazon, mm-hmm. uh, Microsoft, uh, all of them, right? Um, where are you seeing the broad market sentiment right now? Uh, so I would take those in two pieces, and and uh, if you've if you've talked about this already, I, I'm sorry, I missed it. There, so th- two things strike me. Uh, one with Amazon, and of course, I I think of the mar- I think of the stock market from a market structure perspective, but that does not mean I'm uh, inured to or ignorant of economic factors. And so I think it's important if you want to take a long step back to realize that Amazon is a touchstone for a consumption economy that depends for 70% of GDP from uh, consumer activity, from consumption. And so it should get our attention that Amazon, as a touchstone, is telling us that there's trouble. Uh, And I also think from a market structure standpoint, if you think about the size of these firms, Amazon, Apple, you have to put Microsoft in that mix, uh, that it's very difficult for a market to continue to chug higher if there are troubles in the, the largest components. And there may not be. I would look at Apple a little bit differently than that. Uh, and I think it's worth comparing, comparing the, the to me, the supply-demand trends in Amazon and Apple and Microsoft. Uh, I think that Apple and Microsoft are a story. First of all, it's they're generational. Think about this. My entire adult life, uh, those two stocks have been center points. There was a time when uh, my business partner, my mentor, we, you know, we were t- laying bets because he was a big Apple fan. And, uh, and, and I was that Tim, it, 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 the fellow's name is Steve Chineka. He was a big, uh, he was a, he owned a group of papers. He was a newspaper guy. And uh, he gave me a start early on when I was uh, young and ignorant and foolish in my 20s. And he and, and I became uh, the president and chief operating officer of one of that group of businesses. And uh, that that's how I that's how I got my my footing in the business world. But uh, I thought Apple would be would go defunct. Well, look at it. Right. Do you remember the time they were down to about three percent market share? Uh, Apple or Microsoft basically had 97% of the yeah. market and they yeah. were down to supplying a few, you know, like uh, middle schools with, uh, you know, Apple two E's and uh, everybody walked through that door after Steve Jobs moved off to go run next. And uh, what's the maker of Toy Story, the movies? Pixar. Uh, Pixar. Pixar. Yeah. And then he had to come back and fix everything. And boy, did he. Uh, and you have to give kudos to Tim Cook for the great job that he has done. But Apple has become a product story, and Microsoft is a services story. One is a real, true SaaS company, and one is really banked on products. And clearly, the supply chain 
has hit product makers more than services companies. And you really see that in the market structure for uh, Microsoft versus Apple. So I don't know, Spencer, if though if Apple is a is a signal of of deep trouble to come, it clearly tells us, you know, if there's one if there's one booming or glaring conclusion that we can draw as a culture in the United States about what has occurred, it is that you can't shut down your economy. You can't do that. That the 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 magnitude of the disruption is like slamming on the brakes if you if you're the head engine in a freight train that's a mile long. The effect from that will it will take us a long time to unwind that, and it's going to hit product companies. And so maybe as traders, we have to think about that. Tim, can I ask you something? Where where do you think the market would be if we didn't have the pandemic? Uh, well, it's a great question. Ooh, that's, uh, good. that's a tough one. It, it, it really is. So, so would we in, be in better or worse shape? Uh, it, we certainly, and, and I, was, I was reading a, a string on Twitter, and I can't remember the fellow's name because I would love to hear uh, your thoughts, particularly, I think, Spencer, you're the youngest of the lot here. And, uh, and, and it's about how the millennials behave differently. So the, the string begins with saying 30-year-olds in the United States right now are the poorest that in, in 70 years. They don't have the kind of savings that the people before them have had. They didn't have the discretionary income that uh, my generation had. You know, I think about what I was making 25 years ago uh, and what people are making now. Uh, you know, I, I was making $100,000 25 years ago when I was a kid, right? So... Things have there's been a huge impact. And, and Joel, this is the interesting thing. Uh, it, it, and I think the string has some merit that the Robin Hood phenomenon, the Bitcoin phenomenon, the millennial role was a, a, a huge risk taking role, a, a casino like response to an oper- a generational opportunity that the pandemic presented that otherwise would not have happened. So there's to me, there's no question we would not have had this incredible trading environment without the pandemic. But we also would not have had the in, immense economic damage that we have seen and that we have the consequences of which we've not yet experienced. In my yeah, Great answer. The, the Twitter thread that Tim is referring to, I just put the link in the chat because I also saw that thread over the weekend as well. So, yep. uh, yeah, it, it, yes, it, it basically the, 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 the take here is that very good for some. Not so great for others. And we're still understanding it. But the, the crux of it was like young people are taking inordinate risks and they're okay with that because right. of the situation that they're in is they're this okay. yolo is this like just yeah. the mentality of the younger yes. person is that hey you only live once i'll take a chance here and you know what younger people should take chances so you're absolutely right it's one of the fa- famous things that mark cuban said uh he said you know the time to take chances and to roll the dice and to try to do things and to have no fear of failure is when you have no obligations. Right. When you, yeah. <laughs> you know, when you've got houses and cars and kids yes. and wives, you can't do that. You can't go put everything on red 34. Uh, so if you want to do that, look, and I, look, I'm not knocking it. Uh, you, you know, people who are at half my age, I'm not, or more, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not knocking it at all that uh, you take chance when an opportunity comes along, you take chances. But I think it's important for us to understand cause and effect and how that's going to affect our opportunities to trade. Uh, because it's had a, an, it's one of those things that fits Stein's law. Uh, and I've mentioned this before. So that's Herb Stein, father of Ben Stein. Ben Stein goes all the way back to Ferris Bueller's day off. Anyone, anyone. Yeah, Bueller. Exactly. So so he said, if something cannot last forever, it will stop. And it sounds like a funny line, but it is a reminder that if there was something that occurred here that cannot be sustained, it's going to stop and there's going to be a consequence and it will be significant. We know that. Yeah. And and you're seeing this in the options market. I I happen to have uh, seen this data uh, yesterday from the WSJ just about the Forget it. Forget stock market. Forget stock equity flows. Right, options flow is really where the game is at. Right, it, because there's so much more money being made selling yeah. the options flow 
and the on the options volume than there is on on, on just straight 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 stocks. So. Vastly more money uh, per contract for yep. a Robinhood or a Schwab or an Ameritrade who sells that order flow. Yep. Uh, plus, there's and and think about that from the flip side. And we talk with public companies about this all the time. Uh, they 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 pull their hair out saying, "Well, why doesn't my stock move?" And we try to explain that, well, that's because the trade isn't in your stock. If what I'm trying to do is find a fixed for floating trade where the fixed component is your equity, I really don't care. So I go long short your equity. I just don't want it to move. But when I have five day out of the money puts or calls, I want those to move. And so the, the economic endpoint is how the derivatives trade, not your equity. And VMware has been a great example of that, uh, leading into this the big uh, spinoff that just occurred. So they're trading on that today, by the way. That was completed on the 29th, where, where Michael Dell re- reduced his, his ownership of VMware from about 82% to about 40%. And I think VMware has a lot of opportunity because of that. Here you have suddenly uh, an equity of the size of LAM Research, which is a great exposure to the semiconductor equipment industry. And uh, VMware is like that for the cloud. I mean, it's a beautiful 80, you know, it's good. It will be 80 to 100 billion in market cap. And uh, I think there could be a lot of passive interest in that. Dell could struggle, though, uh, because they've gotten rid of this beautiful thing. Um, I mean, VMware has struggled for a long time, maybe now that it's on its own. Like if you look at the last four years, think about what technology companies have done. And VMware has gone nowhere, VMW. So, yep. I mean, yep. you think there could be this, you know, now that it's, you know, not as much under Michael Dell, maybe it's as a catch-up trade, maybe? I think it could be. And it's and it's very easy, folks, to see all of this stuff in Market Structure Edge. I'm going to, let's just take a look at that. So I'm going to share this, marketstructureedge.com. And you guys know who you listen all the time. You can do this for free if you're not a user already. Uh, just do it for a couple of weeks. And you can, this is, you know, it's an important concept. To, to grasp about supply and demand. And yes, Dennis, we could see for, I mean, for a solid year, VMware has been effectively 60% short. Well, we say if, if over half of your daily volume is coming from borrowed stock that a trader does not want to uh, have a position in at the end of the day, it's very difficult for your price to rise. There are always exceptions to that rule. Uh, but it's certainly been true. And so uh, we could point this out and say, well, Dell's is half that. Well, which direction, which is the long side of the trade and which is the short side of tra- the trade? Well, it's it's not rocket surgery as the thing goes. And uh, so if we, it, and look here, this is where they are right now at the spinoff. So here's just the last 30 trading days. And I'm looking at VMware and the demand side is going to be the this, this aggregation of four reasons people buy and sell and how that affects prices, 10-point scale. Uh, and it's peaked and it's coming down because of the spinoff. They, they transferred $12 billion to Dell holders. All right. So that's a, that's a huge handoff, but it will be out of the way. And look at the supply side, short volume, way up here at 70% of trading volume. Uh, and so when that normalizes, if that normalizes, which I think it will, there's going to be a real shift that occurs. Even if you look here, this, the, the trend line is beginning to flatten, but look how long it has been at or a higher than 50%. That's, that's a quarter. If I look a full year at this, there the trend line is flattened, but look at where it is. It's basically at 55%. Well, it's very difficult for a stock to rise when that's the case. And by the way, traders, if you want to trade options, look for that. You can look for stocks that have 50% short volume or more, and you could put a little pressure on the equity one way or the other, and you can make money in the puts and calls. Uh, and you know it's not get the price isn't going to move that much on you. So, uh, And clearly, people do. I think hedge funds understand that. So uh, it's interesting to see. So let's look at Dell. Uh, Dell is, is uh, t- and I, again, I think that it, from a supply-demand perspective, look at the reversal here. Why would everybody be long Dell? Well, because they're getting $12 billion. <laughs> they're getting $27 a share from VMware. Well, everybody wanted that, but that's a one-time event. And when that's over, what's likely to occur? Well, I think that short volume could normalize in Dell, and come down in VMware and that the trade will shift to VMware. We'll see. But that I think that's a very logical conclusion that reflects 
a, a set of characteristics that's very easy to grasp. So we'll see. All right. Here, there's, a, there's a nice trade idea from Tim Quas, <laughs> the founder of Market Structure Edge. Joins us every Monday. MarketStructureEdge.com. Link on the screen. Link in description. Tim, always a pleasure, sir. Talk always good to, to see you guys. Week. All right. Time. Have a good one. All right. Hey, it's 8.51. Let's do some ticker time, and we'll take some questions from the chat, depending on what y'all are watching here this morning. Uh, there is a couple more things on my list because uh, you're getting some movement in the vaccine stocks this morning. Novavax had a headline. Moderna had a headline. Moderna uh, talked down the timeline for when they're going to get FDA approval for their their vaccine in kids in the U.S. They said it may not be until next year, so trading lower on that. Novavax got approval in India, though stock is trading well off the pre-market high here now. So a um, couple headlines I wanted to mention, and then ticker L-A-U-R. This is your big loser of the day, but it's not actually down. It's If you see a, a, a scanner, you might see it down 41%, but actually they're paying a special dividend, so... It's not actually down. $7.01 special dividend. So right. it just it closes $10.31. Right. So not actually down, even though the price might be down. The price is lower. The stock, the, 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 the value of your of, of your shares are, are not really down. So I want to put that out there. Let's go to the chat here. Uh, bah, 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 bah. Oh, here's an interesting one from Sal Frega. How's Lululemon doing? I looked at that one for a minute. Yeah, I haven't looked at it for a while either. It's usually Ooh. up near the highs, though. And oh, look at me. Lo and behold, you know, the strong gets stronger. It's just the way it works. Is it eventually a $500 stock? Why not? So, um, I mean, that's a huge move, though. Holy Friday's move. Wow. wow. So you got a breakout here. I'd probably be a buyer pullbacks on the lemon just for the simple reason is that breakout stocks are working right now. Wow. Uh, they report later in the earnings season, right? Uh, uh, so with, along with the rest of the retail stock. So I don't have anything to say about this one. Top of yesterday's range, 467.04. That's going to be support now. And that move on Friday was on double the volume from Thursday. So a lot of new money coming into the market, perhaps. But like keep an eye money. on the top of yesterday's range, 67.04. And if you're worried about giving back some profits, just make sure you keep improving on that old-time closing high for 66.01. Okay, a couple interesting ones here from the chat. Uh, Muhammad asked about Farfetch, FTCH, which we haven't talked about in a while on the show. This is your, your uh, European and African e-commerce play. Uh, global e-commerce play is, is is what I would say. Not How could in, you call yourself Farfetch? Not in the U.S., I believe. Um, how could you? Easy. You just do it. <laughs> I don't know. Joel doesn't like the Farfetch puns that would come at it. Uh, hey. I don't know. You're in a consolidation station here. The trend is clearly down in the last three months. If you go to the weeklies, the trend is definitely down there, too. So stocks in the downtrend is never your friend. That being said, if you get up over 40 and start mm-hmm. thinking about 42, then you could start showing some life. But it's hard to buy stocks and downtrends when the market is making new all-time highs. You want to be buying the stocks that are in uptrends or getting ready to break out. It's hard for me to just jump on board on Farfetch. But again, if the market starts ripping and continues to rip, maybe a rising tide lifts all ships. I'll just go a little fib on you. And if you can clear 40, you can clear 42. I mean... Can you get back half of this move when this was at $73, $74? Maybe. Uh, if you're looking to buy this on a pullback, you had a move from, what, $34.29 to $42. That's seventeen eight and a half. You know, maybe in the uh, – is that right? Maybe I'll go to my Fibonacci tool. Maybe my math is not working today. Well, right here, it's given it right about halfway back. If you're looking at, if you think this was the move, it's off the mat, thirty-eight and a half. This is the area it needs to hold to turn back and take out that forty-two dollar area. Right. On semiconductor, on oh, I haven't looked earning, at that earnings this morning, and they wow. had a big oil report. EPS beat, sales beat, guidance beat for the quarter and for the year. Well, the year was actually in line, but for the quarter they beat for their Q4 EPS guidance so or the revenue guidance. So it was a beat, a beat, a beat, and in line, and stock is trading higher, as as it's wont to do. Needs to get to 53.63. That's your pre-market high. After that, who knows? 
But longer it takes to get to that 53.63, a little more chance of giving some back. Top of the yesterday's range, maybe you can forget. I mean, unless it has a big reversal, that's down at 48.22. So I'm looking at PayPal. Let's talk it. It goes down oh, yeah. every day, Joel. Gosh. Um, they've not been forgiven for thinking about buying Pinterest, and Pinterest has not been forgiven for PayPal thinking about buying Pinterest because both of these stocks continue to break down. It seems like every single day they don't participate in the rallies. I don't know. They're oversold. I don't know what turns them around. They need some type of catalyst to turn around. Everybody's scared PayPal is going to overpay for something. That's why they're hitting that stock. So you can clearly see the divergence from Square there. Uh, Pens is just, um, you know, after PayPal said we weren't interested, then they had the catch-up trade with Snap and Twitter and all social media. It just seems like it's in the gutter right now. Facebook, the only one, maybe not because they've changed themselves to a meta play. But um, Pinterest, PayPal, all of them in the gut gutter right now i don't know I, i'm scared of paypal for the simple reasons that i think they might overpay for something too so if they're kicking around and they got some money and they want to buy something you know obviously the market is scared that they're going to overpay this is uh this is an interesting one because you talk about where it was you know before the rumor came out a lot of times the point of origin is a uh you know potential support area what well, really blasted through the 55 area is where when the rumors came, well, it cut yeah. through that like hot knife through butter. And then it actually went through the low of the move. It made a new low of the move. So, I mean, they're getting beyond punished for uh, for uh, PayPal thinking to buy them. If you're looking at PayPal here, I mean, do you see maybe a double bottom? I mean, you know, if where are you, you really I don't see uh, on the dailies. Is that close further. enough? No. 3278, 3171. I don't know. I'm just. I just think guilty until proven innocent because I don't trust them not to overpay for something, too. And if they do overpay for something, they're going to hammer the stock again. So maybe. um, Eventually, maybe people will forgive it and it's still a love stock, but you are breaking trend, too. You've had this hard uptrend from 2020 and that is clearly broken now, too. So there's probably easier places for your money. Uh, Howard wants to buy Upwork. Uh, now that it's come off a ways after its earnings report. What an uh, awful uh, three days for Upwork. Yeah. So 60 to 40. You got a huge support of 45. So I think it bounces there the first time. It's come this far. Is it going to test it? Might. Um, if it got down there, I think I think 45. I think it bounces at 45. But again, you're buying. It seems like the stocks that have disappointed from earnings season. So besides, well, some of them have come back, so it's not necessarily true. But after three, four days of you know the dust, it seems like they get worse. I mean, my Intel, you know, that's had a nice day on Friday, but you know, basically got worse for three, four days afterwards. Lockheed Martin catches another downgrade today. That can't pick itself up. Upwork, it is technology, it is growthy tech, it is the kind of stock that you would think would benefit if we go into this late season, late uh, late year rally. 45. I like the 45. I like 44 better. Uh, is this like a, um, a stay-at-home trade? Upwork? Yeah. I, well, all yeah. technology could be considered to a certain I, extent. I I would actually call Upwork more of like a... Uh, I, don't, I don't know how, you, how you'd put this, but more of like a play on the changing uh, workforce dynamics, right? Because people are job hopping. People are working two, three jobs you know, not, not necessarily because they have to, right. They're just side hustling and, and they're, you know, or, or they're quitting their, they're quitting their one job and taking up two, two, three side hustles, right. Uh, to make up for it. I, I would call this to play on that. I mean, Agreed. Not, not- yeah. A hundred percent. Right. Spencer. Um, they even it? actually talk about this on their commercials. They talk about how this is the independent worker and how changing of the environment of thinking about the independent worker has changed. Now they're uh, they're viewed as a part of the company, not just third party. We're just outsourcing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's so it's more of a more of a long term play on that. But I, I don't know if I'd call it strictly a state. I wouldn't call it. A <laughs> I love that voice though. I can't go over Mitch. Right, we, we, we gotta get Mitch, we gotta get Mitch a new mixer. His mixer thing is broken, so he he sounds like Darth Mitch over there. It uh, is Darth Mitch. Yeah, I might call him Darth Mitch forever now. Wait, it's no longer actually, money Mitch. It's not Darth. Wait, Mitch. wait, James has a good idea. Maybe if he breathes in helium, it'll counteract the the <laughs> the, the deep voice situation. That's good. And um, yeah, that's actually not James a terrible Earl idea. Um, yeah. Okay. So it is nine o'clock here. Um, yeah, I'm gonna hop. I'm here. hopping too. Yeah, I'm going over to our pre-market prep. 
and uh, pre-market prep plus and i'm going to be joined by uh brent slava uh Ooh, head of the nice. benzinga pro news desk and he's going to talk about the morning movers and uh preview of the week so uh spencer i'll catch you later on everyone have a great day all right uh, i just wanted to before i hopped off as well see you later dennis uh give you a preview of the earnings to come because we didn't really talk about earnings today we had on semi we we got trivago this morning no real big names no real big names tonight either you've got names like nxpi uh, Chad, Clorox, I don't really not really care about that stuff, right? But tomorrow is when the earnings pick up once again. We got Pfizer tomorrow morning. We got Under Armour tomorrow morning. Generac, GNRC. Every time I look at that stock, it is trading higher. Uh, tomorrow morning, tomorrow afternoon, Activision, Zillow. Which has Zillow stopped going down yet? Uh, yes, it did. Okay, it stopped going down, so that that was good of Zillow. But uh, uh, Zillow tomorrow afternoon, uh, Activision tomorrow afternoon. Did that stop going down? Uh, yeah, sort of. Okay. Um, later on Wednesday, CVS, uh, Roku, Skills, Qualcomm, Fastly, uh, big names. Thursday, Moderna, Square, Uber, Airbnb, Peloton, uh, so some cybersecurity names, Fortinet and Cloudflare. And uh, Friday, DraftKings and Coinbase and Canopy Growth. Ooh. That's a big one. Front for, that's a big day for Friday. DraftKings, Coinbase, Can, Canopy is always on a Friday, but DraftKings and Coinbase together, that should make for a fun day. So we got another big earnings week. Don't forget also, Fed week, right? Wednesday, we're going to get a Fed statement. Maybe we we should maybe take a bet. I don't know if we'll do it at the close today or tomorrow morning or what, but we should definitely take a bet on the show as far as, because we know they're going to announce tapering, right? We, we, we know. I mean, I think we know. Maybe we, we maybe we bet about that. Maybe we bet about um, when they say they're going to start tapering. Maybe they announce the start date on Wednesday. So that's probably the big event of the week, just for markets. Right? Is 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 whatever the Fed says Wednesday at two o'clock and two thirty for the press conference. But um, so have that on your radar as well. Of course, we have a jobs number on Friday as well, first Friday of the month. Um, yeah, and other than that. Hey, new monthly candles, if that's your thing, take a look at those. Uh, Start to a new month. We got through the volatility. Remember when October started, everyone was like, oh, October is the big volatile month. Watch out. Well, we we got through that. November is historically a very strong month for markets, and that's kind of where we stand. We're back at new highs again. Who would have thunk it? Some of us would have thunk it. Not, Not all of us, but. Some of us would, would, would have thunk it. Uh, okay. Uh, catch up on the chat. Uh, what did I miss? I know there's a few tickers we didn't get to. I apologize. Um, David Green is going to go live here uh, in around 20 or so minutes here, and he'll he'll live trade from the open um, until 11 o'clock Eastern time. Um, and, and then we'll do SPACs attack. We'll do our Benzinga Live midday show with myself and Aaron Bree. We got a, we got like four guests today on the show. Uh, Mooner Boss will be live at two o'clock. That's our uh, crypto and altcoins show. So save the uh, discussions about Sheeb for those guys because they they actually know things about that and and, and I do not. Uh, I'll be back at three fifteen uh, without the close with Joel and Edwin Dorsey and Money Mitch at four o'clock, and that is the schedule of the day. And, oh, what else did I want to mention? Yes, if you are, I'm sure you know this by now, but if you're not in America, if you're overseas, Europe does their daylight savings a week before we do in the U.S. Um, So it's going to be a weird week for for us, but we'll be back at normal times next week when the U.S. does daylight savings time and we can all get synced up again. So, um, yeah, weird how that works out. Okay. Uh, Hey. Where are we at on the like front? Not enough. We're at 155. Oh, no, we're at 282. Just, all right, let's get to like 350 likes. I'd appreciate that. Thanks to our guest, Tim Quast. You can find more about his platform by going to marketstructureedge.com. And, and he is the sponsor of today's show. Uh, and please remember all the information from our show meant to be used as informational purposes, not for investing or trading or life or medical, or any other kind of real-world advice. Uh, we're just here. We're just here to have some fun and hopefully drop a, a knowledge knowledge nugget or two. 
hopefully, if we can. Uh, hey, hope you all had a great weekend. I uh, saw a bunch of great uh, uh, Halloween costumes on Twitter over the weekend. Uh, if you had a good one, tweet at me at SJ Israel. I've never been a big uh, Halloween guy myself, but I, I like living vicariously through others. So share with me your cool costumes, and, and I will get some joy out of that. Uh, okay, and I think we're done. So, hey, while you're here, check out Benzinga Pro, pro.benzinga.com. Free two-week trial for everyone. No credit card, no hassle, no nothing like that. If you want more than a free two-week trial, you want an actual discount, try the code of YouTube20, Y-O-U-T-U-B-E-2-0. It'll get you 20% off any Benzinga Pro subscription. WK is asking about my least favorite Halloween candy. Well, WK, I'm allergic to peanuts so that disqualifies me from like half the candies so i hate all of those because they will literally kill me so sort of a easy way out of that question uh for me but bullish bullish kit cats bullish twix bearish anything with peanuts for me uh anyway hey that's a wrap david green will be live in about 15 20 minutes or so and uh trade the open everyone have a good rest of your day stay green stay filled Let's all make some money today, and I'll catch you guys later on. Did you know nearly all stock price changes of 10% or more result from a single news headline? That's right. News headlines have a unique ability to drive stock prices up or down. These news catalysts create trading opportunities every day. All you need is a little help to reach out and take them. And if you're looking to grow your portfolio... It doesn't matter if your investment budget is small or big. An easy-to-read stream of news headlines will increase your opportunities to profit from price changes in the stock market, consolidate a knowledge-based investment strategy, and grow your portfolio. All you need is Benzinga Pro and its powerful news alerts, price tracking, and portfolio monitoring to make a positive change in your trading performance. We've already helped thousands of retail traders across the world, and they could not be happier. Increase your market knowledge, boost your exposure to big movers, and make informed trades before major price changes. The opportunities are all around you. Subscribe now, and we'll skyrocket your portfolio today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.